This podcast features three supposed adults who definitely use adult language. They're also supposedly writers who are definitely not procrastinating by making this podcast. Listener discretion is advised. to No Bad Ideas, the storytelling game show where we take the worst ideas from the internet and try to turn them into stories that are actually good. My name is Gabriel Urpina, and I am your first Bad Ideas host. My name is Sarah Shackett. I'm your second Bad Ideas host. And my name is Zach Valenti, your third Bad Ideas host. And folks, 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 welcome, welcome one and all to No Bad Ideas. Here we find the worst ideas that people have had and try to turn them into good stories in just 10 short minutes. I'm very excited to dive in. This is an idea that I've been sitting on for a while and have been itching mm. to get to. So I am very very, very excited to get to it. Hell um, you yeah. Guys, you guys want to dive on in? Let's do it. All right. So into the sewer. So we're going to I'm going to read you a post that somebody right. put up on Reddit. And dear listeners, there's going to be a link to this post on the episode description for this episode in case you would like to read along. But before we dive in proper, we're going to play a little game that I'm calling Guess the Bad Idea, where I'm going to read you the headline and I'm going to remove one word. And we're going to see if you guys can correctly guess the word that we've Mm -hmm. left out of this headline. So the title of the Reddit post is, am I the asshole for leaving my surprise blank? Because I felt blindsided. Am I the asshole for leaving my surprise blank? Because I felt blindsided. I'm going to go with wedding for 500. Yeah, that Sarah? feels like, I mean, I, I guess I'll go birthday to be different. Sure. But I, <laughs> I, I, I co-sign wedding. All right. Well, let's dive into the main post and the answer will become clear in due time. <laughs> it's going to be Last... like Briss or something crazy. <laughs> oh, God. My surprise Briss is the worst idea I've ever heard. <laughs> and coming soon on TLC. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I don't think that anyone would call anyone an asshole for leaving their surprise Briss because they felt blindsided. Especially like, yeah, if they have the power to leave. If you're eight days old, you're stuck there. I'm sorry. But right, right. if you can walk, you should leave. <laughs> All right. Last week, I, a 30-year-old woman, was invited to a supposedly fancy party by my longtime boyfriend, Mark, who's 32. We have been dating mm-hmm. for five years, and while we had discussed, here it comes, marriage before, there were no immediate plans for a wedding. Congratulations, Zach. Excited about the event, I dressed up in my best attire and arrived at the designated venue. As I entered the grand hall, I was completely taken aback to see all of our family, our friends, and acquaintances gathered, eagerly awaiting. It turns out Mark had orchestrated an elaborate surprise wedding for us without my knowledge. The wedding is exactly the event that you don't want to put any thought or planning into. Oh, God. No, you're supposed to surprise the guests. (laughs) Everyone erupted into applause as I stood there, shocked and overwhelmed. I just felt a mix of emotions. While I loved Mark and had dreamt of our future together, the idea of getting married 
married without any prior discussion or consent felt like a breach of trust. Because it was. Uh, spoilers, I am massively on the side of you are not the asshole <laughs> yeah. in this person. Yeah. So I pulled Mark aside and tried to express my concerns and reservations about the surprise wedding. I explained that I wanted a say in the planning process to be a part of the decision making and to have the chance to prepare mentally and emotionally for such a significant milestone in our lives. Mark, however, dismissed my concerns. Uh, Mark was out $70,000. Saying that he thought it would be a romantic gesture and that I would be thrilled. In that moment, I faced a difficult choice to go along with the surprise wedding, putting on a smile despite feeling unsettled or stand up for my autonomy and voice my true feelings. I ultimately made the decision not to proceed with the surprise wedding, much to the disappointment Appointment and confusion of our guests. They're now, not our guests. They were his guests. His That's guests. That's right. That's yeah. right. Now I find myself at odds with Mark, with our families, and even with some of our friends who believe I overreacted and <gasps> spoiled a beautiful moment. However, I firmly believe that marriage <laughs> should be a joint decision with open communication and shared expectations. Mm-hmm. Everyone's excuses for this is that I have always talked about marrying Mark. And again, the problem isn't marrying him. The problem is not having any say in my wedding. Mark thought I'd appreciate it because I always spoke about how stressful planning a wedding must be. Yes, I think it's stressful. It is, but I'd still like planning one. After the whole ordeal, everyone asked if Mark and I were ending things. To which I replied, no, I emphasized towards them and towards Mark. I still wanted to marry him one day. And most feel like this is making me more of an asshole. I just wasted a perfectly fine wedding. Whoa. So am I the asshole for refusing to attend my own surprise wedding, even though it was intended as a romantic gesture surprise proposals i think we've all decided that you can surprise someone with a proposal so so there's actually like an edit that the op added in that i'm not going to read because it's longer and this is already kind of a long idea where they actually talk a little bit about how their boyfriend sort of considered that like well all proposals are kind of surprise proposals and he really wanted to surprise her so it's like well the proposal is not going to feel like enough of a surprise how do you supersize it it. you overshot it Jeez, Fancy party, uh, family there. Get down on one knee. You're done. <laughs> it's it's worth reading the full post for like the additional context. It does not in any way change the base idea, and I don't want to waste our yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. But if anyone is really curious, there's some good added context for this that in no way changes that this poor woman is 100% not the asshole. Yes, wow. yes. Wow. No, and anybody that says she is is just bitter that they're not having a wedding. <laughs> right. I feel that you like a little bit nailed it on the head, Zach, of like how many people like were invested in like, but I already flew in from Arizona or however yeah. are you oh, telling me that we're not yeah. doing this? You're at a fancy venue and there's probably steak and or lobster. Relax. Just, just have some wine. That's, yeah. right. That's right. I'm putting I'm putting 10 minutes on the timer and we're yes, starting yes. this now. Clock runs. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a great set piece. And there's like, I'm torn in two directions. One is like, this is sort of a ready or not ritual scenario where it becomes like you must ready or not like the horror movie yes. with was it Samara yes, weaving, it was Samara weaving. where you have to survive the wedding in order to actually get married kind of a deal. The other, I think it would be like 
I, I love the idea of very badly calculated, clearly misaligned wedding ceremony going wrong while two people, maybe two of the bartenders who are there fall in love in the background and it like a disaster wedding be a meet cute for somebody else. Those are my two immediate thoughts off of this. I'm curious where your head's at, Zach. I love that. I love that idea. It's sort of like Wild Tales style, yeah. but like you get that sort of like, that's just the escalation happening in the background to the foreground of like in the kitchen. <laughs> and so it's just like your A storyline is just occasionally violently interrupted by your B storyline. <laughs> the increasingly insane antics of the wedding party around them. Yeah, exactly. I would, however, just throw in kind of something of a there's a threat that if the wedding doesn't go through, yes. they're not going to get paid like or something like that. Like yeah. there is something that is just kind of like, you know, the father of the boyfriend or whoever is, you know, kind of throws his hands up and is like, if they don't get married, I'm not paying for any of this. Right, right. So then you have the negotiation of the wedding. Like you're stuck on a boat. I think we, we should keep the boat. And so like, you know, she's like, but like, we don't have a hoopa. Like we need the hoopa. And so like they have to like makeshift <laughs> one out of the rug. Oh my God. <laughs> um, where they're like, are you paying to re-upholster re freaking wedding ship we're on? I right, love the right. idea of they're on a boat. That's adorable. Because then people can get seasick. At some point, someone has to go over the side. And I guess I say we're keeping the boat. I've stitched into the original idea boat because the only surprise wedding that I've ever heard of and recently, mm. uh, and only recently, this is like a new idea to me that this could be a thing. So it's funny you brought this idea, was a couple brought a bunch of people People to a boat saying it was like a fancy summer party and then they su they surprised their friends and family with and now you're at our wedding our yeah. wedding totally chill so incredibly fine like what right. a great way to like kind of lower the stakes and just like April have it be and Andy fun fancy and party that's fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is okay. And if anyone ends up going there and ends up being in a place of, I needed to mentally and emotionally prepare to be yeah. at your wedding, now they're they the can They can leave. They yeah. can leave. Exactly. There's a lifeboat. You can <laughs> yeah, take yeah, yeah. it. <laughs> you can row back to shore. That's right. Yeah. But I love that that's like the first twist is that these people who have this romantic spark between them realize that they're catering a wedding, which is fraught. It's a surprise wedding. Next surprise, the bride is not into the surprise wedding. And mm -hmm. so suddenly like she goes up top to the like top deck to smoke a cigarette and like one of the caterers has to like talk her down into yeah. staying on the boat and and somewhere in there something happens and you know somebody like turns around with an oar without looking too mm -hmm. closely and smacks the wedding planner in the face and so the wedding planner is now unconscious yeah. <laughs> so like the first person that you would look at to like solve weddingy problems is out and the person that would organize that they are off the ta they're off the table we can we can no longer rely they're on them. Concussed. They're resting upstairs in the captain's cabin. Should we do that? Or should Uncle Jimbo have like mixed up the like whatever? I don't know if what what drug they're into, but just mm -hmm. something ridiculous <laughs> like a fucking mushroom lollipop or something that like <laughs> this person ends up not only out of commission, but an active source of chaos. No, I think that should be the officiant who ends up high on mushrooms because then Fantastic. someone else okay, is sure. going to have yeah, to yeah, perform yeah, like the that. wedding. Fantastic. Right, 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 right. right Maybe right. one of our love stricken actual protagonists. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I like that sort of idea of, you know, we have like one of the couple's priests around to like do the wedding. 
and they're a known alcoholic. So just one of those like they'll be fine as long as you don't let them get like more than two cups in before the wedding. After that, it's the danger zone. And the longer that the negotiation keeps happening, the more that this priest is just kind of like, oh, one more cup of wine isn't going to hurt. Just top me off a little bit. Don't worry about it. Just between the two of us. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah. And you can even like if you if you wanted to like do something cute and metatextual, you could have like a drink count that goes up and up and up (laughs) as we go along. Or you can be cutting periods during the movie back and forth between priest o vision and reality yes, exactly where you know where like he thinks that he's like being like very witty and sophisticated having That's a like great. you know very highbrow <laughs> conversation about heidegger or whoever and then cut to reality and he's ah. just like babbling. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no in the priest division he should be like he should be played by george clooney like just completely <laughs> different actor <laughs> Just someone being incredibly suave. I love that. Yeah, just kind of like at a certain point, is just like, why? Why are we suddenly cutting to George Clue? Who is? Oh, I see. Okay, got it. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. only need him for a day. He'd be down. Not, not be, even. Not even. Yeah. We not need him even. for one shot because it's all first person, and there's just a moment where they like go into the bathroom and look in the mirror, right, to like straighten yeah. like his tie or whatever. And yeah. He's like, ah, looking good, looking good. Yeah. And then yeah. cut to the reality, just like vomit all down his front. I love, I love it. Um, who else is necessary for a wedding who we can take out of commission in a funny way? So if our main couple is like caterers and just kind of like people that are like on the ground. Yeah, like uh, waiters, rather. There has to be like a caterer or a chef or like someone that is the higher up like person in charge sure, of the sure. food. Mm-hmm, Every good wedding mm-hmm. needs a DJ. There's got to be, you know, like yeah. uh, someone that's that right. in charge of the music and like introducing the couple and all that. Love it. Love it. Okay. Maybe the DJ can be, you know, momentarily go out to like smoke something with Uncle Jimbo and accidentally take the strong, strong drugs. Yeah, I I have a feeling I I would rather do that to the head caterer because then they're going to ask for things that don't exist. And our two protagonists are going to be like, you want mushrooms to go where on the seats? Where? Uh, I mean, I guess. (laughs) Yes, chef? Question mark. (laughs) And then I don't know, the DJ's equipment can get tossed overboard or something. Sure, sure, sure. Sure. Right. Somebody thinks that it's a flotation device. Mm-hmm. Maybe the head caterer. Okay. So wait. So I just want to kind of take us back one step. So like, is the problem that it's a surprise wedding, or is the problem that like one of them gets cold feet or something? Like, sort of what sets off? Yeah. The sort of mayhem between the, the, the bride conflict. and groom. Yeah. I think we can go with surprise wedding to sort of keep it in line with this idea. And surprise for the bride. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, very fair, very fair. And I think how we resolve it without going the same way as the story, because like we've set up the stakes of if they don't do the wedding, they don't get paid. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is they like, as I mentioned earlier, like they improv, they sort of go through the process of making it a joint thing, Mm -hmm. like during the thing. Because the wedding planner's knocked out. So it's like, have your input now, babe. Right, right, right. Right. Like I think that it can go one of two directions. I really like that direction. Or alternatively, they do finally kind of like sell the father of the bride or whoever it is that like is threatening to not cough up of just like look didn't get married but like when's the last time we that, had like this, the family yeah, was this exactly. happy and this together and like we had this I like, like that, that I like that evening. even better yeah, yeah. I think they both could work. Sure, seconds. Sure. What's it called and who's in it aside from George Clooney in, in a great <laughs> cameo? Overboard's Taken. Mm. I quite like nice, that. Nice, nice, nice. I think the bride... Yeah, that's hot. I think, I think the just to finish that thought, the bride and groom should be like an actual Hollywood couple. Sure. Like if Tom Holland and Zendaya like, want to do a comedy, come sure, hang out. Sure. That's great. Oh, that'd oh be, my God. Come on. Like, it'd be great. They'd get to hang out with George yeah. Clooney. Who doesn't want to hang out with George Clooney? <laughs> 
And like Brendan Gleeson playing a priest. priest. And we call it Love Boat. Oh, that's pretty yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could even get into like jokes, Sarah, where like, you forget George Clooney, he sees himself as um, one of his sons. Yeah, he's um, Domino Gleeson when he looks in the mirror. He's Dom, he's, yeah, he's Domino Gleeson when he looks in the mirror, just kind of all of a sudden he's like so much younger. Like, you know, it's like he's 20 again. He feels so young. And then, oh no, he's not. Yeah, phenomenal. <laughs> Terrific. You guys, you guys did not disappoint. That was a great place that you took this. I want, I want to see this rom-com now. Hey there, Zach Valenti here with a quick reminder that if you love No Bad Ideas or any of the podcasts Gabrielle, Sarah, and I create, you can support us with a monthly membership at nobadideaspodcast.com slash support. For as little as $1 a month, you can get access to the No Bad Ideas back catalog and hear every bad idea we've ever done. And as an Idealist member, you could even snag a special shout-out in the credits. You can learn more and sign up today at nobadideaspodcast.com slash support. Once more, that's nobadideaspodcast.com slash support. All right, and with that, let's get back to the show. And welcome back, everybody. I am delighted to have our second helping of badness once again from the pit of Am I the Asshole? Mm, Love it. The bottomless pit. And we're going to we're going to take a similar theme, but switch up some roles. All right. All right. Am I the asshole for yelling at my wife because she used our conjoined savings to buy a yoga studio? Mm, um, Tell me more. Yeah, like seems I, bad. <laughs> like what your wife did seems un- unideal. You yelling at her, I'm still I don't know. Like all right, let's hear it. Let's, let's hear go, it. Let's right go. now, maybe you're both assholes. Me, female 32, and my wife Barbara, female 34, have been married for 9 years and together Damn. we have a son, wow. Casper, male 7. When my wife and I decided to get married, we also made the decision to make a conjoined savings account for if we ended up in an emergency. Sure. Sure. Over the years, we've saved up a pretty big amount of money, which I really appreciate since I have a lot of anxiety when it comes to financial stuff. Oh, no. Relatable. both, friend. Yeah. Yeah. So a couple of years ago, my wife started attending a yoga class regularly, and recently she has started making some comments about wanting to teach yoga. I assumed that she meant as a hobby, and therefore I made sure to be supportive whenever she would talk about it. Yeah. Fast forward to today, when I am on our online bank about to transfer some money to our savings account and see that over two-thirds of the money has disappeared. I am, of course, confused. Sure. And I ask my wife about it as soon as she gets home. That's when she tells me that she has used all this money to buy a yoga studio, fully furnished with mats and all. I start yelling at my wife, asking her why she would use our conjoined savings for this irresponsible purchase. She then tells me she used her savings because she has quit her job to become a full-time yoga instructor, and therefore she didn't have enough money herself. I started screaming and yelling, calling her irresponsible. She then says, I am the asshole for yelling at her instead of talking it through like an adult. 
Zach commentary like you did before you bought this thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had to stop the argument because our son came home. Good idea. And we don't want to argue in front of him. Right now, my wife is upstairs putting our son to bed and we will continue this conversation when he's asleep, (laughs) implying that this person's first response was not to call their family, was not to call their accountant, but to go to Reddit Reddit about this. But now I need to know, am I the asshole? (laughs) Uh, with a P.S. Sorry for any spelling mistakes. This English is not my first language. That's cute. Okay. Sure. Aww. Look, this is a case of depending on the tone and how far some of the yelling went. This may be a case of all animals are assholes, but some animals are more assholes than yeah. others. Like there's an inciting asshole. Yeah. You, know? <laughs> you got ten no. minutes on the clock, folks. Yeah, and that's kind of surprise. what it does. Like surprise wedding, is surprise yoga studio. I don't know what the wow. I don't know what it, the exact percent is but like definitely if you're about to spend over 10 percent of your conjoined savings account the on exact something, percent was 66.66 i'm just saying like over 10 percent definitely talk about it and it actually may be closer to like over five percent or over two percent depending on yeah. like what your situation is but yeah no 66 per 66 percent point six periodical is holy shit that's like there is one tiny corner of the multiverse where this is a communication breakdown where the wife has been saying that she wants to teach yoga and she's found this amazing place to right. do that and like she's <laughs> thinking about and and like right. it just goes over this poster's head yeah i don't think that's the world we're living in. i don't though. think right like if the conversation I... had been had within the last like two months of my favorite studio is up for sale it's in right. such a great locate right like if if those mm-hmm. words were not uttered we have a problem right and i think that that would be like the only way to in any way make it sympathetic towards the yeah. studio Studio purchaser, right. like you do the film where the first 20 minutes of it are from the perspective of the non-studio purchaser where they wake up and they're going through their day and they're a little bit stressed out. And oh, my God, like that medical bill came in and it's so much. Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, thank God that we got this paycheck. Yeah. Let me just like transfer the holy shit. What? 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 Oh, my God. And then like, you know, the other person comes in and they're like, what is going on? And just like, what? I bought a studio and they have the argument. And then once like that day is over, then the film cuts to the previous six months from the other Mm -hmm. person's perspective. And it's what Sarah was just talking about, where it's kind of a like, I really want to do this. I want to leave my job. The the studio is up for sale. This, that, the other. And like, you know, their partner just keeps going. That's real nice, honey. Let me read my paper or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that that's like the only way to make it in any way sympathetic. No, I mean, like, I think, honestly, the the route that we need to go down is the less sympathetic one where the savings are gone. They have bought the yoga studio and now they need to make it the best darn yoga studio. Oh, no, absolutely. Like, that is 100 percent what needs to happen. (laughs) In like Durham, North Carolina or wherever (laughs) we're setting this. (laughs) And like, I think that there even has to be like a version of it where the studio purchaser runs it for like a week. And is then like, nah, you know what? It's not for me. Uh, like, you know, I just want to take some classes and like, but they're I'm like, we have this property now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and so then, like the um, the non-purchaser has to kind of turn the studio profitable to keep the marriage yes. afloat. Yes, exactly. So. Because that did strike me in listening to you. I was waiting for the moment where it sort of said something along the lines of, and so then my wife took classes, but I never heard that, or you know, or my wife started teaching somewhere. Or got her certificate. Yeah, no. Yeah. 
it just kind of went from There's I think I'd like to teach to I bought a studio. Yeah. <laughs> so I do think that it needs to get like that moment of supersizing, that moment of like, nah, you know, it wasn't for me. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> they just started <Yeah>. bowling. <laughs> they started bowling league. And this can be, you know, can exaggerate the personalities. Like this can be someone who, you know, for whatever reason has problems with the appropriation of yoga in Western contexts sure, sure. or like doesn't believe in it necessarily but has to sell it, sell it, sell it, baby. And and I would imagine in the process of them becoming certified to teach without getting arrested, they like yeah. find some Zen and like come to terms yeah. with like, you know, that they've been like sort of a stress ball and like maybe contributed to their partner's desire for change. Yes. They need to breathe, you know? Right, right. So yeah. like, I, I, I think there has to be like that full circle journey of them actually getting something out of all this. Absolutely. It's like we bought a zoo, but without <laughs> any of the <laughs> potential animal cruelty. And I was yeah. going to say, like, where's Sarah going with this? How does this sentence end? <laughs> Dangerously. Right. But it's less we bought a zoo and it's more you bought a yoga studio? Question mark. You bought a yoga studio. Wow. So uh, we'll, we'll work our way up to title. I'm curious if, if there's any uh, leads that pop to mind for this adventure. It's a good question, and it a little yeah. bit depends on how far you want to go, Sarah, in that suggestion of, you know, if one of them, for example, is someone from India, then, you know, like that would seriously color sort of this. Yes. Like, um, oh, what is the name of that um, really funny actress that plays Kamala on Oh yeah. Never have I ever. Um, fuck. What is her name? Here I am googling this very quickly, but she would be great as the non-studio buying yes. person. Richa Morjani is her name. I was going to say like another person who I think would be very funny would be Ritu Arya who is in Umbrella Academy and mm. Polite Society. Right on. Presumably the older sister in yeah, Polite Society. Yeah, she's the older sister. She'd be great for it. Yeah. yeah. Would do a great job at being stressed out. Yeah. For the other person, I want to kind of throw like a Mackenzie Davis in there. Yeah. Who like so <laughs> always is saddled with like the high strung like tense characters that I would like to give her sort of someone that is flight of fancy e and just kind yeah. of like a little bit more of a like <laughs> yeah sort of someone that like is not too troubled and just kind of like goes from one thing to another a little bit of a chaos agent yeah, yeah. a little bit of a chaos agent Mackenzie Davis would be amazing at that Emma Corrin would be another good one oh yeah 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 Emma Corrin very good for something like that I I'm wondering like we sort of have the beginning and we sort of have the end mm -hmm. I'm curious like what's the dark night of the soul in this like like, is there a moment where they are estranged? Like, are they just sort of oh, yeah. like... No, like, there has to be kind of like a moment where it is like, you know, why are you making such a big deal out of this? Okay, we lost some money. We'll make more money. And the other person is like, mortgage. Like, no, like... We can't support on just me. Right. And like, we're yeah. going to lose our home. We're going to need to take the kid out of like the private school. And it makes it... And like, I love you, but I cannot... Do, but this makes me live with the fear of what tomorrow is going to be that I cannot live with. Yeah, one partner, we can even have it times so that one partner deliberately quits their job mm -hmm. and the other partner loses their job and they have like, we follow them through like the <laughs> worst day of their professional right. life. Right. And they're like, at least I can come back home to my free-spirited wife <laughs> and our loving child and like... I'll log on to the bank account and realize that everything is going to be okay. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Log on to the bank account. All of the money is gone. Right. And they've just gotten fired from, you know, their job as a high powered lawyer. 
and yeah, something gotten, and kind of gotten a little like burn noticey, like you know, no, you're not gonna lawyer in this town again for five years, right? Right? Yeah. Right? You done fucked up. Maybe it was like a, a class action suit where they were defending a evil corporation and they had like some misgivings about it, and so mm-hmm. the the case was mm-hmm. settled, mm-hmm. and so was their employment. And that can even be sort of something that comes up later in the marriage. That is like, why do you think I took that case? Why do you think I took all those cases that I fucking hated? That like made me stressed out so that I could yeah. provide for you and, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And this then makes like the free spirited flight of fancy person make more sense retroactively to me, because if yes. they have this, you know, partner that is just kind of like making an absurd amount of money every year, it's very easy to just be like, eh, whatever, <laughs> whatever. I'll try things out. Like, you know, they'll make more money. They'll get another big case. Yeah. I'll buy a studio. What's the worst that could happen? And then it's the worst that could happen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's an asset. Where where are we setting this? Is this like rural Kentucky? Or are we doing no, it in London? No, like, it needs to be like St. Louis comes to mind for some reason. Like, you know, okay. like a city in the middle medium, of America. Medium size. Yeah. Yeah. Ten seconds left. What's it called? Uh, the Body uh, Yoga Studio? I don't know. <laughs> Give me a longer time and there's probably a good like pun that I can come up with for like the different yoga poses, but it's not going to come to me in the next 10 yeah, seconds. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. time. Like Sunrise Salute Studio, or I don't know, like, you know, like it's something. I would offer up you what? Question mark, exclamation point. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, Ooh, I love it. Wow. A24 yeah. is waiting on this screenplay. <laughs> Listen, if A24 wants a TV series, this could go for a couple seasons. Hey. Yeah, yeah. I kind of don't hate it. Yeah. Beef did well, I'm just saying. <laughs> Mackenzie Davis needs a vacation. <laughs> Davis does need a vacation. It's <laughs> <laughs> not the title for this, but the title for <laughs> something. For something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as always, thank you mm. all for joining us for another installment of Horrible Things Happen on the Internet and we try to make them palatable. <laughs> we'll see you again next time. This has been No Bad Ideas, produced by Gabrielle Urbina, Sarah Shackett, and Zach Valenti. Many thanks to our patrons for their partnership in making this show possible. And a special shout out to our idealist members, Jeffrey Felsher, Gemma, Rena, Robert Johnson, and Leap Flame. Today's episode features music by State Shirt and Jazar from freemusicarchive.org. You can support the show at nobadideaspodcast.com slash support. And if you really love this show, let us know by leaving a rating and review wherever you listen and consider sharing it with someone you love.